Gentlemen, boys and girl, underground dwellers around the world, how you doing? This is your host, Captain and DJ, the Uncle Earl. Did you miss me? Well, I'm back. <laughs> wow, I'm so excited today uh, for the seventh anniversary special, ladies and gentlemen. Can you believe we've been together for seven years and um, it feels so, 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 so good. We got a great show today. We have a very special guest, Mr. Ben McLean, music attorney and music enthusiast extraordinaire. He's going to enlighten us on the behind the scenes world of music. And I have a nice roster of music to play for you from around the world. We're going to be hearing from Reggae Roast, World 5, Manuel Gardi, Victoria Cano, Inyan. Ronnie Morris, and there'll be a surprise, probably one from Monk World too. But um, it's not about me right now. It's all about you, and I really appreciate you guys hanging in there and supporting me all these years. And I want to make this year much better, and more enjoyable, more peaceful, more loving. And with the world the way it is right now, we all need love. And I aim to heal through music, and communication. So, why don't we go ahead and go on this journey today and um, get busy. Here is World 5 with Man of Action.
Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? This is the Uncle Earl back with you. As promised, I got a nice surprise for you. A gentleman I met a few years ago, and we've been keeping in touch. He's a busy man, just as I am, but we keep the lines of communication open. He is... There are people, there are stars, there are supernovas. He's a supernova within the entertainment industry. He has a law degree from Pepperdine University School of Law in Malibu. He's worked in legal and business affairs at Rhino Records, Priority Records, and Head of Business Affairs and the CFO of JWP USA BMG Records. He's worked at major management company Tim Nice Management. He represented Bruce Hornsby, The Posies, Ricky Lee Jones, Charlie Sexton, and many, many more. 
He was a Musicians Institute instructor. He is a music business expert. He practices law in Los Angeles and around the constituous United States District Courts. He has over 200 published articles on everything and anything you want to know about music. And I'm not going to keep talking about him. I just want to introduce you to him. He is the man, Mr. Ben C. McLean. How you doing, Ben? Hey, Alicia. Thanks for those kind words. That's nice. Did I get it right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of, and a lot of that, you know, when you listen to that, because, you know, when you get into the business, everybody usually starts pretty young, you know, and then you do all these things, and then you start looking back, you're going, wow, man, I've been in this business a long time, now I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> you're an old soul, let's put it that way. Yeah, because a lot of that stuff is stuff from the distant past, but yeah, we stay very active mm-hmm. with what's current, and that's the exciting thing about the business. Mm-hmm. And you're working with, you have a partner, you have McLean and Wong as your establishment, correct? Yeah, Denise Wong, she's actually my wife, Uh she's also an entertainment attorney, and she works in the fashion business and and other things as well. Well, music and fashion go together quite well, I think. Yeah, sure does. (laughs) I mean, all all artists, all successful artists, as far as I can tell, with some exceptions, have have an amazing image. Yes. Now tell me, how long have you had the practice? I started it in 94, so mm-hmm. geez, it's, you know, 20, 20, well, 94, 95, it's over 22, 23 years we've awesome. been doing it. Awesome. And where are you from originally? Uh, well, you know, like a lot of people moved around. Well, my dad was in the Air Force, so I was born in Maryland, and then we lived in Sacramento, was when I was a kid, and then my dad was originally from Kansas, so mm-hmm. he decided when he got out of the Air Force, retired, he had 20 years, he mm-hmm. moved back to Kansas, so mm-hmm. I lived in a city called Derby, which is near Wichita, mm-hmm. which is a pretty big city. I mean, most people don't know much about Kansas, because it's small, and there's not a lot there, but Wichita has several hundred thousand people, so that's a big city there, but I would live in a suburb of it called Derby, mm-hmm. it's like three hours south of Kansas City. Right. Well, you know, you got the Wizard of Oz under that moniker, so, you know, you can't too, go too far off. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and plus, uh, some people, that's all they know. I know. <laughs> I know. And um, let me ask you this. When you first got the inkling to be in this industry, were you, were you a musician? Not very good. I mean, I always loved music. I always loved music, so I took a stab at, you know, I took piano lessons. I, for a couple of years, I wasn't very good, and then I took guitar lessons and taught myself how to play guitar, mostly rhythm. Mm-hmm. You know, I played in church and stuff. I never really found a group of people that wanted to be in a band, where, at least where I grew up. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I never could find that, so, uh, and in the school band, I played drums. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, I, mean, I learned how to play instruments, but. Yeah. yeah, but I just wasn't, I didn't really put in the effort, you know, what? you have to really put in the effort and practice a lot to get really, really good, so I mean, but, I, and that's fine, because, you know, I didn't, I, 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 I think as much as I would have practiced, I never would have been that good, so I decided <laughs> just to focus more on the business side, but at least I could work in the business, that was the important thing. Right. Was anyone in your family in the business? No, no, I mean, that, that is a disadvantage, as you know, because you come from a, a family that that's in the business. Yeah. I mean, if you have relatives or friends or connections in the business, it's a little bit easier to break in some 
sometimes initially. I mean, you have to be good and prove mm-hmm. yourself, but right. it's really tough when you're coming out of nowhere. You don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get in. Wow. So there you are. You make it to Los Angeles. What was the f- one of the first things you did when you arrived in California? I came to go to law school. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, right out of college, I went to law school mm-hmm. in Pepperdine. Mm-hmm. And I chose that school because it was geographically placed in Los Angeles, which I knew was a big music <laughs> city. Of course, New York and Nashville are also big, and other Atlanta and places like that. But I, L.A. had the best weather, you know, and, I, and I, it was the best school I got into. I mean, I applied all over the place, but that was the best school I got into. And they, they supposedly had an entertainment program, and I knew I could probably start, you know, getting some jobs in the business and meeting some people. When I since I would be in the in the in a music city, so that's that's really how I got in. I just started doing a lot of internships and working different places and taking a few gigs here and there, just meeting people and learning the business. Going out, mm-hmm. at least in LA, you know, there's tons of clubs you can go out, right. see acts and meet. You know, if you go out and if you start to see, you got to start to meet the bookers and you see people that scenesters. You know, you start to see people that are coming up like you are and yeah. develop friendships. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I took a lot of classes. Like UCLA has, and still does, has an excellent extension course on all, on the music business with these amazing speakers, you know, professionals will come in, people that you normally couldn't get on the phone that would come and speak and you could meet them. And, you know, so I, I did a lot of that just to kind of like start learning the business and meeting people and networking, which is pretty important. Mm-hmm. Now, did you ever spend any time in New York or Nashville or any Atlanta or any of the other music avenues? Not, not just visiting, you know, I mean, I, I still do. Like, I'm going to Nashville in two months for a, a music conference called Americana Fest, mm-hmm. which is a big, it's like an indie folk, country, bluesy, you know, Americana is a, is a genre that's kind of a cross between rock, folk, and country. It's pretty popular, like yes. the Lumineers and acts like that. Or, yes. But um, we rep a lot of acts that are kind of in that genre up and coming, so I'm going to that. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll go to New York if there's a... You know, it seems like even these days, if you do a big record deal with a major label, the, mm-hmm. the headquarters, you know, the headquarters are still in New York, right. Sony, exactly. uh, Atlantic, places like you know, Universal, the headquarters, so you still have to go there to kind of finish it off and maybe do the big yeah. showcase. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I'll go, I'll go maybe once a year, every couple of years to those places. If there's a, if there's a reason, but as you, as we discussed before, you know, these days you can do so much. <laughs> over phone and Skype and the computer and you don't really need to to, I mean it's good to meet people in person but it's not always mandatory Hey everyone, this is Ricky Rebel and you are listening to the Underground Experience Radio Show You're not alone I'm getting strong The music's calling me for you for everyone No masquerade Just leave the pain It's kind of time for you and me to take this rain
Here we are once again back with Mr. Ben McLean. Ben, how you doing? Uh, I'm okay, Lisa stands here. I was like, yes! Did you work with her too? <laughs> no, but oh. it's interesting. I'm, re- I'm, I'm reading a book. I'm re- I just finished a book by about a guy named Jazz Summers, mm-hmm. who was a famous British manager. He ma- I mean, he was most famous for managing Wham! Okay. And George Michael in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And then later he managed Lisa Stansfield. Uh, you know, and, and, uh, and he told the whole story about she was in a group called Blue Rodeo with two other guys. And, and they were all singers, right? And and, it, they, and they didn't really know what their sound was going to be because they were all over the map. And, you know, they played this one song for the him, Jazz, the manager guy. And he was like, that's, it. that's really the direction you should go. And that's... And that you need to make her the lead singer and make her the focal point. And then it all went from there. Mm. And they were out, right? The guy. Uh, no, no, they stayed, they stayed in her band. They oh, stayed okay. in her band. It's the best. Yeah, if you look at the videos of Lisa Stansfield in those days, you'll see the guys there. But I guess she was, you know, she was the focal point. Yeah. And, and that, that was just a huge, I mean, that was a huge song, of course, all over the place. But... Yeah, but that, but unfortunately, that guy um, Jazz Summers just passed away oh. recently. They had a really interesting career. I like reading stuff like that, you know. But, but um, yeah, I think, um, but it really is amazing how many acts that are becoming huge over here really all start in the UK. Things like you know, many, many, many acts start over there. Absolutely true, I and mean, even some American acts. You know, they they go over there and they become popular, and then they bring it on back home. That, that happens too quite a bit. Yes. I mean, I don't really know how. And it seems like a big risk to do it that way, but it does happen, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, just from speaking from experience, I mean, it's happened for me, because people don't know who the hell Uncle Earl is here, but in Europe, I'm popular, you know, so then hopefully that will trans transcend uh, on back over across the water. We're working on that. But is that, is that from putting music... Uh, going over there, or just putting no, music no, from putting the music out, from putting the music out, and the Europeans happen to love the sound, you know, and the, you know, I mean, because America is a very niche, you know, oriented town, and mm-hmm. Europe has a little bit more openness when it comes to creativity and and different types of things that are not radio, you know, normal radio type stuff or commercial, 
You know, they're, they're more into performance art a lot more so than we are. I mean, not knocking our, you know, country, but, you know, it's a little more open in Europe sometimes. If you've got a great sound, you don't have to be 20 years old to put it out. You know, here they're like, oh, you're too old. You know, they, they, they knock you down because of your age sometimes. Yeah. No, and no, I'm no, a little bitter true. about it, you know, but hey. <laughs> I mean, it's all well, good. well, you can't, I mean, you can't worry about it if you really want it. You just put it out. I mean, I, I do believe if something's great, there will be an audience for it and it can be discovered, but you do have to put it out. I mean, that's what mm -hmm. I tell a lot of clients. Yeah. It's like, you know, you got to get your music out. Yes. A lot of people are perfectionists and they never feel like it's ready. I know. <laughs> they can be bedroom or studio divas and no one ever hears it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so some people, it, it takes them a year to get some out when somebody else could have put out six, six singles mm -hmm. in that same period of time and gotten discovered or gotten an audience. Right. You know, and maybe, maybe they weren't as polished or whatever, but they... Who cares? Absolutely. <laughs> I love that you said that because as artists and as creative beings, we always strive for perfection. And sometimes you can overstrive and or overachieve. And sometimes you just have to put the baby out there and let it grow up. You know, and some people just nurture it and hold on to it and harbor it and smother it because they won't let it go. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, that's, and that's why it is good to have a manager. Just like that story I just told her, mm -hmm. you know, something that's good to have a third person who's not as intimately involved with creating the music to kind of like nudge it, nudge it along or help make decisions, mm -hmm. you know, because it's hard. I mean, I'm not an artist, but I do understand, you know, you want to make sure it's, it's cause this is how you make your statement, mm -hmm. you know, that it's right before you put it out. But I know it, it's probably tough sometimes to know when to pull the trigger on it. Right. Right. Now, are there some people that you nurtured or developed before they actually became successful? Well, I have worked with a lot of artists when they were new and up and coming that mm -hmm. did get signed and had careers. Some of my work with now, some I don't, but I don't, I don't know if I really want to say I was involved with developing them in the traditional sense because I was mm -hmm. their lawyer, you know? Right. So I don't really want to take credit for that, but I, but I have worked with a lot of, and I still do, a lot of new artists when they're, you know, helping you know, get their demos together and helping with their image, helping them find a manager and then helping take it around and get discovered or get, you know, hopefully signed if that's what you want to do. Well, let, me, let me tell you, when I, when I, when this, is okay. this is important because, you know, in the industry, the A&R, the way we knew it, is gone. They want a lot yeah. of artists to come prepackaged, ready to go, ready for distribution. They'll put them out. But what you're doing is what A&R people used to do with helping with the development. That's why it's so important, and I wanted to know, you know, what you're doing because it's important. No, we, yeah, we do, we do that. I mean, I just there's a band, there's a band that we we just signed to Sony called the Fame. I think I told you briefly. They're called the Fame Riot. It's two brothers mm -hmm. from. Seattle, they're kind of like, uh, they're very pop, like mm -hmm. Hall and Oates, like mm -hmm. a new version of Hall and Oates, a modern, edgier, but they, they're very glam, glammy image wise. They, you know, they wear very glam clothes, like 70s, yes. uh, like Bo David Bowie looking kind of thing. So, but I mean, and, I, and I've been working with them for a year and, and with the manager, though, they have a manager mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. You know, together we've helped like put the package together and, you know, pick the right songs, and, and then t we took it around all the labels. We put on the showcases for the mm -hmm. labels, and then we got a deal. Awesome. You know, and it took, and, and I, I've been involved for a year. The manager's been involved for two or three years, you wow. know? Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm saying I'm not going to take credit for things per se. I'm just part of a team, team usually now. Mm -hmm. Once in a blue moon, somebody will just send me a demo, and I'm just blown away, and they don't have anybody on their team. Mm -hmm. no, and I might just say, this is so great. 
I'm just going to take the bull by the horns and play it for a few people. And, 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 but, but, you know, but these days it's so much harder because even if a label likes the music, they still want to see that you have a presence online now. You have yeah. to have, you know, some fans. Yeah. And so, I mean, that stuff yeah. takes a little bit of building, and I can't do that mm-hmm. for the artists. I can't do all their social media and networking. they got to do a lot of that themselves. I can introduce them to somebody, maybe I can help them or advise them, but I can't do that, you know. So you have to have an artist that's willing to put that part of the effort in to an extent. And if you get really lucky, you might make a great song or video that goes viral, and you might get a million fans in a week just out of sheer luck. But most of the time, as you know, it takes a lot of, Grind. Yeah. Experience that. Tell the wolves I'm home, I'm ready for. I was lost in a storm, but now I'm stronger. Tell the people I meant what I said. Insecurity. It's hard to sleep 
Hey y'all, this is Big Bang Zoom, talking to you from Kuwait. That's right. Tuning in to Uncle Earl, the ultimate underground radio show. KLED Live FM, Los Angeles. Y'all have a good one now. Do you find that sometimes there's a lot of pressure on the artist to be so popular? And sometimes sometimes they're not necessarily, I don't know how to put this, but when it comes to the statistics and the social media, you know, some people love to create and they're great at creation. And they're not necessarily so good at that social media stuff and marketing and PR and that's why they need a team or people. I mean, is that a huge uh faux pas for them i mean is it a major like say you find someone who's really great but their following may not be so great do you not give them a chance or do you work with no, them I, I, well i would yeah. I, I i i would because uh, to me i still think it comes down to the music if the music's really that great eventually mm-hmm. someone's gonna click somebody's gonna come in to take care of that help with that and even even when i go to a lot of these seminars and conferences mm-hmm. you know when, when they corner the a and r people on the yeah. panels and if they ask him that same question, they always say, well, of course, it's all about the music. If somebody's great, we're not going to pay attention to their metrics and statistics. But in reality, I can tell you, going into these offices, mm-hmm. that is a big deal to them. And most of them, I'd say 90% of them really rely on that. Maybe 10% will stick their neck out. Uh-huh. Because, you know, these, these A&R people are people, too. They have a job, they have families, and if they get strong and they, and they have a myth, they can get fired and lose their job. So a lot of them are just so risk averse, and they want everything to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, most of them hardly ever sign anything. I, I don't even know how to keep their jobs really because they don't <laughs> they don't deliver any hits. They don't they play it very safe. But you know, and that's just that's just the way it is. But I mean, I do have to believe if something's great, you know, it'll it'll get discovered. And I, I'm just saying that an artist has to be at least cognizant of that. And I'm not saying they have to sit there all day long and sit there and add friends or whatever, but I think they at least need to, you know, have a visual, like a video. It could just be a lyric video. It doesn't have to be a fully produced video. Mm-hmm. Just something that's up, up there. Right. Because people do like, you know, YouTube is the discovery place. That's right. where everybody's at. Right. To listen and stream and find things. So you at least have to have something up there. You should at least have something on Spotify, at least something on iTunes. But you can do all these things very easily with a click of a button and maybe a few, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really take that much effort. Now, trying to, like, build a huge following, mm-hmm. and, and that, that does take some time. And, and, and you know, and obviously usually. if you're in a group, yeah. you're in a group, you can, you can divide responsibilities. But if you're one person mm-hmm. and you don't have a manager, an agent, or friends or family to help you, yeah, it really is hard. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it isn't. But, you know, this isn't an easy business, and that's why very few people really make it, you mm-hmm. know, because they, there's a whole weeding out process. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's, if it's intentional or what, but it's like mm-hmm. a lot of people just don't make it because they fall down too soon <laughs> or they don't, they don't stay together long enough. You know what I mean? Yes. Wow. Whew. Well, thank you for that. We're going to take a short break right now and get into some music, but uh, will you hang around with us and share some more light on the subject? Sure. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back with more from Mr. Ben McLean right after this.
Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Uncle Earl, host, captain, and DJ of the Ultimate Underground Experience here in the Big Apple, New York City. How you doing? You doing all right? I'm doing fine. Doing wonderful. Well, we are here with Mr. Ben McLean, attorney, music industry professional extraordinaire, and we've been shooting the breeze on the scene. How you doing, Ben? I'm still doing great. Oh, you mentioned something about a birdcage, huh? <laughs> well, we do have a we have a parrot. Yeah. But, it's, but, but you know, it wasn't intentional. Somebody in our neighborhood let a parrot go, or or oh, wow. flew out, or something, and it ended up on our roof. Oh. This was many many years ago, and then we tried to find the owner, put signs up. We just you know, so we never had a bird mm-hmm. before, so we threw like a towel over him and brought him in and got, bought a cage. We didn't know like, what they what they eat or anything. You just learn, and then nobody ever claimed the bird, so we it's, it's ours now. We've had uh, it for years, but so I never intended to have a bird. You know, and <laughs> what's his name? Him, him or her? It's, well, it's called yogurt, but we call him Yogi. <laughs> Yogi. I don't I don't know where the name. I think my daughter came up with the name, okay. but uh, but I also found out for with birds, you know, not. 
you know, we all, all probably all had pets and loved mm-hmm. pets. But I, growing up, I, I had dogs, right? Yes. You know, dogs have a lifespan, 10 to 15 years, probably cats, mm-hmm. same way, but, and you get a test. But birds live to be 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old. Wow. I did not know this. So you got uh, these, time. like, like those, those big macaw parrots, you see? Yes. They live to be over 60 years old. So wow. I have no idea how old this bird is. <laughs> Or how long, or he doesn't, you know, we've had him for over 10 years, and he doesn't ever look any older, never acts any older. I don't, I mean, I don't, I mean, when you get a bird, you have a pet for life. Right, right, so sometimes they can outlive you. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not, it's just weird, it's weird when you think about it, you know, know, but, but I don't know, but I mean, it's, uh, we have no idea how old he is, because we didn't buy him as a baby. Oh, wow, that's awesome. I mean, and he, obviously, you know, it was supposed to be he felt safe at your place. He landed on your roof like that. That's so awesome. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. And it was and it was just scree- up there screeching. You know, <laughs> like, hey, you know, hey, come get me, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the birds are funny. They talk. You know, they talk in their own way. They'll communicate with you, and they know their name, and they'll say their. You know, they they learn a few things, or you know, but you know, they seem pretty smart. I got to mm-hmm. say, this bird seems pretty smart. I mean, you know, I don't really know in reality, but seems like it when you look at him. <laughs> He, he communicates. Yeah. Does he talk to you a lot? He's got a little, it's a little parrot, you mm-hmm. know, but they're very needy, friendly. They like to be around people. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have, like, another bird, so it's like, mm-hmm. it's just us. <laughs> you know, but I mean, they think, they're really, they're not like, you know, how some pets are, just want to hide in the corner right. or be, like, stuck up or whatever. Mm-hmm. This, this isn't like that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Wow. Whew, that's great. Hi, this is Blaze Mazer, the writer and director of 420, and you're listening to the Ultimate Underground Experience with Uncle Earl. <laughs> Let's get back to business here. Um, what is your view on our industry right now? It's always fluid in motion. I mean, I've been in the business really 25 years mm-hmm. or more. So, uh, I mean, I've seen a lot of changes. Of course, everything went digital mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, and it's continuing to do so. I mean, I mean the one thing that I, I see is the big trend, and I don't think it's reversible. It's just everything's really going to streaming mm. as far as that's how people consume music. Not that they won't buy a download on iTunes and they won't buy a CD, but it's, it's you know, it's, it's harder to find CDs. Yeah. You know, a lot of stores don't stock them anymore. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, hey, if I can go listen, click and listen to that song as many times as I want, Mm-hmm. Why do I want to pay? Why do I want to pay a buck for it? And buy it? You know? Why do I? Need, or I can go to YouTube yeah. and not pay anything and just listen to. So I mean, it, it's really. I really think it's going in that direction. And, and the kid, the young kids, that's how they were brought up, right? right. So they don't know anything exactly. about buying it vinyl or. I mean, although vinyl is making a little comeback. Oh although, yeah! Oh my know, God! I'm so excited yeah. about that. The possibility yeah. of that because. Yeah, well, it, it is. It is. It is great, and people are selling and buying vinyl, and you can make decent. But it's still very niche, and mm-hmm. there aren't that many stores to buy it, and it's expensive. You know, a vinyl album now is twenty bucks. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know how kids can afford that. At least, you know, if, if you sell a CD EP, like a lot of bands that work with, a lot of these young bands, they make five song EPs and sell it at the show for five bucks or whatever. You know, or just like you know, make it real affordable for the kids to buy. But, but I, I see the trend really going that direction so mm-hmm. i think people have to you know artists have to kind of come to grips with the fact that i might not make a ton of money off selling my music right. in the traditional sense however you know i, I you, know, you can make a lot of money uh you know they're changing the royalty rates where, mm-hmm. where streaming money is that you're going to make more mm-hmm. and certainly if you're like 
you can if you have a lot of views, yeah. you're popular. Yeah. Like look at Drake. You know, Drake's new album has been number one on Billboard for ten straight weeks, right. and ninety eight percent of the sales are streaming. Right. Because what fifteen hundred streams now on Billboard equates to one album sale. <laughs> so he's selling forty thousand units or plus a week just yeah. because he's streaming like right. hundreds of thousands of streams a week. You know, and that's like the new model. Right. You know, that's like the new, and so he, trust, trust me, he's doing okay. And then, of course, he can sell out shows, sell out the t-shirts, and mm -hmm. have all kinds of sponsorship deals, and, you know, deals with Apple and Google, right. and, you know, it's all, you know, so, you know, that's that's kind of, you look at a guy like Drake, you know, that's sort of the model of, of the new superstar and how, how it's happening. So Not, touring, you know, and, and, touring and merch, though, and, and, and uh, sponsors, like sponsors and brands are how you get your income. Really. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's where the big, the yeah. big money is. Because, again, a guy like Drake with all the streams, trust me, he's making money off the royalties, and he's still selling. Mm -hmm. And I had a, an act that had a, on the last Kanye record, Life of Pablo, mm -hmm. which came out about four or five months ago, he sampled one of my clients, Johnny Guitar Watson. Mm -hmm. He sampled a Johnny Guitar Watson sample on there, and... and that album, that album, it was really only streamed. It gave the number one on Billboard, but it was 99% streamed. The wow. only place you could buy it was Kanye put it up on his website for sale. You mm -hmm. could buy it through his website. I Honestly, I don't know how he got his label, because he's on <laughs> Def Jam, like, or I can't remember what label he's on. I think it's Def Jam. I don't remember how he got them to agree to that, because the label didn't make any money. Right. You know, because he... It just streamed it. He, he wasn't. He didn't allow them to offer it for sale in a store. He could have sold a couple hundred thousand physical right. units because he's popular enough. But the point is, he went to number one and, and sold a lot, made a lot just off making it available for streaming. So that's that's where I see the business going. You can't really fight that because mm -hmm. you know it's, it's like it's, it's, we it's can't. Emotion. We got to just play by we the business people, me and you, like the artists, kind of have to play by the rules. Those right. are the rules of the game now. You know, so you have to find ways to adapt and but I, you know i mean I, you know that's and so there's some growing pains there i think but maybe mm -hmm. if, you, but if you're a young artist like i work with a lot of young artists they don't know what the it used to be like right. so to them it's it's like oh this is the way it is you know they don't <laughs> they don't know any different you know? so it, it's, it's hard for those of us that were there then and now it's, it's yes. you know how it is now it is a little weird yes yes i understand it's not cool what i'm looking for it's not here, not down this hall I guess I'm speaking for the both of us I don't feel strong But breakfast is on its way I should be happy to be here this day I should be happy for the both of us But the pain rules, yeah, hey, there I survive
for a while Just to sit here and close my eyes Tomorrow seems far away Peace and love, world. This is Sandra Reeves Phillips, Mama Sandra, listening to Uncle Earl on the Ultimate Underground Experience. With all that you've been through and all that you've known and people who've come through your life, what would you like to see happen in the industry going forward from your perspective? <laughs> well, we want everybody to, we want everybody to make a living. Yeah, that's a make a, question. Li- yeah. a living art. Because, because the business I'm in, I mean, I'm not creating. I'm not the creator. Mm-hmm. I work for creators. So we mm-hmm. want creators to be able to make a living, not only like feed their family and pay the bills, but have a really good living making music if that's what they want to do. So it's not a part-time hobby kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that, that's really what I want for all my clients and for me too, because then I can make a good living too. If everybody else is making money, I'll make money. If nobody's right. making money, I don't, I don't either because I, you know, I work for artists. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be forced to go into another business. However, at this stage in my life and all, all I've put into it, mm-hmm. you know, I'll always be in music. And by the way, these days we do a lot of film, TV, reality shows, you know, mm-hmm. video, internet, and, you know, and, and fashion, it all merges together as we've touched on before. So I'm doing a lot, like even this week I just did a deal for, for Vice, you know, Vice is a big company now. Mm-hmm. Vice is a big online company and has a lot of content and they're actually putting out real programming that's coming out in theaters and, and the traditional um, uh, TV networks, but they're right. producing the content behind the scenes, but they're signing one of my clients mm. his life story rights, and they're wow. making a movie about it. So I just did a, a deal for that, and I'm, and I'm doing another I'm doing another life story rights with another production company to make a film about, uh, I, I can't, yeah, unfortunately I can't say anything mm-hmm. about these things because they're confidential, <laughs> but they're right. very interesting right. story, very right. interesting stories, and they might, like some big producers and directors want to get involved so mm-hmm. behind the scenes so they might end up like actually going to the theater oh, at wow. some point but I mean I, awesome. I do I do a lot of that kind of stuff awesome. too which isn't isn't 
music per se, but it all again it's it relative. kind of touches. It's, yeah. it's all it's all entertainment. Yeah. You know? So, yes. but, but we want you know I just want everybody to be able to make a living. So that's what that's what my my hope is. But you know I think I think it's going to work out because you know the, if there's a will there's a way, and the business has been around a long time. And, and you know if you music's everywhere. You know you Absolutely. can't turn on a radio. You can't oh my go gosh! Into a store. Imagine if we lived in silence, no music. Yeah, that's all. You all I mean, go crazy. Every, <laughs> it's, every, it's, it's literally everywhere. It's on every TV show. It's on every web thing. It's on every commercial. So there's money to be made. Yeah. And, but but sometimes I think it's daunting if, if you're new and you're not established. It's like, where do I start? Right. How do I get discovered? Yeah. How, who do I talk to? And, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know. You know, to me, it's, it, it, there's no really easy answer for that. Yeah. It's just you have, to, you have to hustle and you got to get your music out there. And you do have to go meet. Some people, I mean, even me, I, I still to this day, like, I'll, even I'll spend my own money to go to music conferences and things where I know there's going to be a ton of yeah. industry people and happening things and, yeah. and new developments and technology things. I'll go yeah. because I know it's important to meet the people and learn. You yeah. got to do that kind of you stuff. You got to invest in yourself. Yeah. You must. I mean, that's, that's a key thing right there, everyone. You must invest in yourself. You can't expect anything Anyone to do anything for you, you must do it for yourself. It must come from you. People you have to show people that you are vested in yourself before they will invest in you. You know, and yep. that's a valuable thing to learn. Wow. But, well, but I realize it's hard. You know, mm-hmm. when you're broke mm-hmm. and you don't have two pennies in the road to go, like a lot of young people don't. I mean, it's hard. Hey, some, and me too, know, sometimes. So you know, I'm yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. <laughs> But the one cool thing about the internet yeah. is it does allow you to do a lot of stuff very cheap. You know, you, you can make a video now on your iPhone for nothing. You know, and you right. can you can you can cut a record on your on your on your laptop as long as you have a mic for nothing. You know, it's like you can get you can do stuff that you couldn't do in the old days where you had to have a gatekeeper and you had to pay thousands of dollars. Now, I, I'm just saying that's why to me it's better just to get your name out there, get some music out there mm-hmm. because. You know, if, if you're good, somebody's going to find you and say, I want to help you. Right. You know, I'll help you make it better. I'll help you produce it. You know, I got a studio. I, you know, but, so I just don't think there's a will. There's a way because a lot of people just moan and groan about, oh, I don't have any money and so I can't do it. Or, or as soon as I get signed, right. I'll do it. You know, right. you can't. You got to do it. You got to find a way to do it now. Because right. nobody wants, to, everybody wants to like jump on something where they see that somebody was working hard right. and they're motivate, motivated. They don't want to hear about, yeah, you help me and then I'll do the work. Nobody likes that kind of stuff. <laughs> they sure don't. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. Well, thank you, Ben, for your time and your wisdom and your knowledge. And, um, you know, we've been in touch and we'll, we'll always be there. And I appreciate you in my life. And, you know, continue to be blessed in, you know, what you do. And, you know, that's all I can say. I, I appreciate you. Yeah, well, and if anybody who ever wants, I'm online, BenMcLean.com, or you Google Ben McLean, you'll find me. And we do work with new artists, and mm-hmm. uh, as well as established artists, so I'm happy to help anybody. Not just, you know, mostly what I do just to finish is, is what a lawyer does. We help do contracts, negotiate, advise, consult, but we also do help develop on occasion and try to connect the dots and help people get deals, so... You know, I'm open to all of the above. Just mm-hmm. if you ever need help, let me know. All right. And Uncle Earl will be in touch. Yeah. Thanks. Good luck, everybody. Bye. All right. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Mr. Ben McLean of McLean and Wong. I'll be back with you right after this.
For high-quality printing services, I have just the place for you. It's Biz Image in Los Angeles. They do printing services, promotional items, custom signs, graphic designs, silk screens, stationery, vehicle decals, neon signs, and flags. The only call you need to make. Biz Image. That's 1-800-609-0351. That's 1-800-609-0351. Ask for Abraham and tell him that Uncle Earl sent you. <laughs> This is Mixie with Uncle Earl, and you're listening to the Underground Experience. Zip it bop bop bow Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that about does it for today. And I want to thank you for joining me on this special 7th anniversary special with my special guest, Mr. Ben McLean, music attorney extraordinaire. Check him out, benmcclain.com. McLean and Wong is the place to be for all your music service needs and i want to thank you once again for staying with me all these years and there will be so much more coming in this new year and beyond i wish you the best please take care of our earth take care of each other we only have one of each of these things and the way the world is right now we need love we need togetherness the devil is a liar we cannot let him win i want you to go on your way and make a difference in this world I wish you blessings, love, and magic. This is Uncle Earl signing off for now. Peace. Ciao. I am not so sure Cause I'm living in this world Full of stress and sacrifice Working hard all day